Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> That was a spooky wolf. Good job. Hello, and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. My name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Had you started recording when you did that? Yeah, I wanted to make sure I got the Foley in there. Oh, okay. Trying to set a spooky mood for this very spooky episode. I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's very spooky. The spook, it's... the moon is the sun's spooky brother. Is that, is that your theory? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a big rock, but also it's the sun's spooky brother. I don't know if the moon is inherently spooky, but I think we can all agree that for some reason we connect the full moon with strange happenings. Lycanthropy. <laughs> yes. Perhaps. That. That, of course, werewolves. But also just um, maybe... Dracula's. No, well, sure. Yes, of course. But also just kind of unusual things happening or Zombies. a higher like no, like a higher likelihood of Jason. A higher likelihood of Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Up to his old tricks. <laughs> I mean that we tend to believe that the full moon could indicate that there's going to be some uh, unusual human behavior, exaggerated behavior. Frankenstein. Something wild might happen. Right. Yes. And that's what you want to talk about this week on Sawbones. Well, that's the reason that I'm connecting that to Sawbones is that this myth, this this theory is rampant in the medical world. Really? Yes. Like now? Yes. Uh oh. Yes, to this day. There is a commonly held belief in medicine that if if you're having a night in the emergency room where it just seems like there's way, way, maybe way more patients than on average or the cases that are coming in are just a lot more unusual or unexpected or kind of a, a bizarrely large number of, of accidents or traumas or anything like that, that you'll look out the window and see that full moon because it's the full moon that's to blame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that belief is, like I said, it's you would be surprised how many scientific minded people still caught to that still absolutely believe that. And uh, and I thought we should talk about why. Why? Why? Where does that come from? Tell me, Sydney. I'm on the edge of my comfy chair. Well, thank you to Alma, who recommended this topic. OK. Uh, and uh, 
And why do we believe this? A lot of a lot of what we think about the moon and behavior in general, whether you're talking about medical related topics or just what effect the moon has on us, a lot of it comes down to tides. The Prince of Tides. No, like the actual ocean tides. Ah, okay. Because the you know the moon's kind of in charge of those. Yeah, the moon. The moon is the ball. Bo- <laughs> the moon is the sun's spooky brother, and also is in charge of tides. The boss of tides. The boss of tides. So the, the so connecting to that because because human beings are largely water. There is a belief that the moon has an effect on us because it is pulling or pushing on our internal ocean, on our water, on our body water and making (laughs) us do things, act ways, think things, etc. Cindy, that doesn't ring true for me, but I'm assuming maybe it is true. No, no. I mean, the the idea, it's not true because the idea is that we're talking about the gravitational force that the moon is exerting on a human body being strong enough to create, I guess, internal tides. Mm-hmm. It's very poetic. Your internal tides are shifting. Yeah, it's a lovely, it's a lovely thought. But they're not. But they're not. The uh, the there's there's several problems with this theory. First of all, if we're gonna say that the full moon is responsible for strange human behavior because of tides, uh, you would also have to say that the new moon is responsible because. Mm-hmm. It also exerts force and creates tides. Just less. Because no. you can't see. Oh. Uh, okay. All right. It's going to be one less. of those tricky episodes. <laughs> the same. You're laying a few but, traps. But nobody talks about the new moon and all of the things that happen on the new moon. Mm-hmm. Also, to give you kind of a point of reference, a mother holding a baby exerts 12 million times the force on that baby that the moon does. Wow. Yes. So if you want to talk about like gravitational pull and forces, uh, the the idea that the moon could have a strong impact on your individual human brain doesn't make much sense. A mosquito on your arm is exerting more force on you than the moon. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm I'm starting (laughs) to feel less scared of the moon by the moment. And then and then finally, the moon only affects open bodies of water. So like an ocean. Or a lake. Lake. <laughs> I could go on. I know lots of bodies of water. <laughs> Name all the bodies of water you know. Go. Uh, rivers also and creeks mm-hmm. and inlets mm-hmm. and keys. No, not keys. <laughs> no, I think those are land. <laughs> uh, gulfs. Good. You keep thinking about bodies of water. I'll tell you this. Uh, the body of the body of water that is your body. Which is a body of water. Yeah, that's true. That's, te- that's technically it's true. It's a closed system. The water's like in you. So the moon doesn't, it couldn't. So not, so, so, okay, so the theory doesn't make sense. But that's where all of this comes from. That That's the kind of the central idea. And our our belief that the moon can then, using tides, or, or of course, throughout history, various maybe magical thinking as well. But whatever your belief is, scientific or otherwise, this is date. This dates back to ancient times. Uh, there was a long-held belief that one of the most common effects the moon could have on your behavior was that it could cause mental illness or exacerbate underlying psychiatric disease. Mm-hmm. So if somebody had already been diagnosed with something, or maybe this would be the first time you would notice it that you would see evidence of that illness because the full moon would trigger it. 
okay in some way all right um and this is this is why if you look at the word um if you look at the word for moon luna if you're like a lunar if mm-hmm. you're talking about the, the root of that word you, you'll notice that it is closely related to the word lunatic or lunacy oh, okay not words that we use anymore but that's where that comes from mm-hmm. the idea that the moon is influencing people's behavior yeah but that's all it is that there's I mean, that we're talking about a time where we didn't understand that psychiatric illness really existed. So for all we knew, it was the moon influencing people. To sure. Why not? It's as good a guess as anything. Yeah. Uh, Hippocrates wrote about it this. Must have been kind of relief for people then to be like, well, that one is actually the moon. So there's actually <laughs> this one we cannot help with. Uh, we're going to go ahead and chalk that just up to the moon. As, so. a, as opposed to all the things we're so good at. We're really good with. at doing other things. But for this one, it's just like. That one's the moon. So what do that you That one's to the do? moon. But that other thing you have going on, what is it? I don't know. It's a humor thing. Here's the point. Take this. It's going to make you poop a lot. And when you're done, come back. I'll cut you open and we'll bleed you a bit. Just feel, count yourself lucky. It's not moon centric. But the moon thing, we have no, maybe that's the safest thing, really, because yeah. then at least they're not going to try to. Yeah, treat they're not going to make it worse. <laughs> Uh, Hippocrates wrote about it, uh, that the one who is seized with terror, fright, and madness during the night is being visited by the goddess of the moon. Mm-hmm. So, I guess nightmares, insomnia. Yeah. Again, more poetry, the poetic way. Exactly, but same idea that somehow the moon is, is influencing your ability to, to function at night. Um, of course, Pliny the Elder had to weigh in. And, you know, I, you could take a step back and be impressed by the fact that Pliny, following in the footsteps of Aristotle, understood the idea of tides mm-hmm. and the moon's influence. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. It's very sciencey. Yeah, that does sound it's very solid. Although, what he also the way he connected this to human behavior is that the brain, in his opinion, was the moistest, the moistest. I think that's true. Of the moistest of our organs. Mm-hmm. Rank the organs in order of moistness. I will never do that. Okay. You really hate that word, don't you? <laughs> that word really bothers you. Yes. You got really upset when I said it yesterday. I didn't understand what was happening. It, I think it's an upsetting word for a lot of people. It is. It's a, yeah, it's a definite, it's a definite trigger. For it's some definitely. Folks. We should we should add that to that. I am yeah. sorry. I will say that. I will say that word in the show. Justin yeah. will say it too. We should mention it up front. Uh, but he, but because he thought that the brain was that it would be the most susceptible to the moon's influence on tides because you got the most, I guess the most water in your brain. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's CSF fluid up there and there's ventricles filled with it. Cerebrospinal fluid, you mean, Sydney? Very good. Yeah. Very good. But again, we've already, we've already completely debunked that. So it doesn't okay. make sense. But that was the, that was the basis for that theory. Uh, in the Middle Ages, this began to be known as, uh, and, and actually you'll still find this term today, the Transylvania effect. No. No? No, I haven't heard. I'm not familiar. Okay, well, believe me. I'll take I thought, I thought you were it. just refusing to believe me. Nope. No, 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 I do it totally. Not around. For it. Nope, lie. Yeah. <laughs> the Transylvania effect, meaning basically that the full moon is going to have some sort of spooky effect on you. And that's where you get like the tie into a lot of vampire mythology and werewolf mythology and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, if you already have this sort of belief that the full moon is going to make humans behave less like humans or like a different human, then it would be easy to extend that into a werewolf type Why not? myth. You yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, you, you can see. Everybody loves would... crossovers. 
well, you can see the roots of that, yeah. see the origins of those stories. Um, in 18th century England, uh, if you, let's say that you killed somebody. Okay. And never proved anything. Well, but no, you've, you already said you did it. Oh, okay. But if you, if you've been caught and you could prove that you did it on the night of a full moon, you could, uh, kind of request a lighter sentence. Because the moon. Because it was the moon's fault, not really yours. I love that. Yeah. And you could actually, it was, your grounds were at the time what they would call lunacy. The moon had an effect on me. It was not my fault. I had no control over my behavior. You can't blame me. It was the moon. Blame it on the moon. Blame it on the moon. Yeah. Is that like a... Blame it on the... No. That's the bossa nova. (laughs) Blame it on the bossa nova. That's That's what you're thinking of. That's not it. <laughs> blame it on the rain. That's what it was. You can blame it on the moon, but that's not a song, as far as I know. It might be. Uh, so it could be. There's actually lots of songs. Is uh, are there? Blame Justin? it on the moon by Bob Seger. There you no, go. that's Shame on the Moon. Oh, Blame on the Moon by Katie Malua. So there you go. So there, there are songs where they're they're imploring you, please blame it on the moon. Um, in London's Bethlehem Hospital, they actually would take it a step further because there was this fear that patients who were there for psychiatric reasons would be influenced by the moon, by the full moon, to do things that they typically wouldn't do to to have more extreme behaviors. They would be uh, shackled on certain nights to try to prevent that behavior. It's so wild to me that we were able to understand that the moon affected tides and yet and yet we thought that inside a building the moon could still get you <laughs> and do things. Well, it I mean we I don't know, honey, we just didn't understand much. Yeah, no. I mean, that's I'm not asking for you to mount a defense. It's... I've been here for a while too. <laughs> Human behavior is dif- is difficult. It's difficult to this day to categorize and to diagnose. And at a time when we didn't have, I mean, we, you wouldn't have had the language to understand sure. any of this. But we worked out that the moon, a giant rock in space, <laughs> altered the, the, the tides, which is a pretty big jump. I mean, all things considered. And then we're like... What else could, I mean, let's, they got greedy is what it was. <laughs> they made one discovery and they're like, I guess it does a lot of things with liquids. Let's come like, on. Like brain liquid. Brain liquid. Yeah. Uh, epilepsy has been blamed on the moon in the past. We've talked, we've done a whole episode on epilepsy that because seizures and epilepsy for a long time were so poorly understood and could be very unsettling to observe mm-hmm. that there were lots of theories about well, there's them. a lot of that epilepsy and psychiatric illness getting lumped together throughout history right like yes and sort of and then like the tie-in with magic and witchcraft right. or possession, possession sure. exactly those kinds of things just because it was hard for people to understand and a patient who has a seizure is not able to explain to you afterwards oh let me tell you exactly what just happened you know they're not conscious during the seizure so you know so it was it was they were very poorly understood so it it was easy to leap from there to assumptions that the moon were could trigger seizures 
And, you know, you see somebody have a seizure uh, and you happen to look up and it's full moon and then you just assume. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, that's the thing, right? Like your acne clears up and you look up and it's a full moon. And it's like, oh, cool. The, me- the moon cures acne. <laughs> Neat. It's as, as silly as that sounds. How many times is that really what an episode boils down to? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. The hic- yeah. hiccups are my favorite. <laughs> Whatever happened the moment before your hiccups naturally stopped is what cured your hiccups. <laughs> I think that's magical thinking. Many, many patients even began to believe this and fear the effect of the full moon. Really? Mm-hmm. Because the, they didn't, like I said, you would, it's not like you would understand your seizures yourself back then. So it, it could be the full it's moon. Something's you know, doing right? it. Uh, many people claim insomnia on full moon nights that, that you're, especially if you're somebody who suffers from insomnia periodically that it's worse on the night of a full moon i wonder or, you know what i wonder in the days back before we had a lot of electric lights if there might be something to that like it was i have harder. a whole i have a whole thing on that really j man oh yep. cool i don't want to we'll, get ahead we'll get of you. i'm sorry uh but i will say this evidence has never really backed up the idea that there is a higher incidence of insomnia on nights of a full moon there have been some small studies that found maybe like an overall decrease in sleep time of five minutes on a night of a full moon mm-hmm. as compared to the average night. But they were very small studies and the results were not particularly significant and they've not been reproducible. And so I, as much as, as even people, like I said, who suffer from insomnia will say it gets worse on the night of a full moon, we haven't really been able to scientifically prove that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also a, uh, a study from 1980 of 312 people who have periods that found that 40% of them started their menstrual cycle within two weeks of a full moon. Uh, this is not, even when I say that, that doesn't sound impressive, right? Right. 40% of people in this study started their period within two weeks of a full moon. Yeah. If you're on the numbers, that just about tracks. Right. It, the, like even that statistic, I read it and I thought, I don't know what. I don't know if this is a positive or negative. I don't know what you've proven. Right. And it's never been reproduced since. Again, 312 people in 1980. However, this is used can to, to this day as evidence that somehow the moon can affect. Okay, now your I, hate to, I hate to quibble about this, but is it Okay. Is it Are with, you going to try to make a case that it does? No, I'm going to say, isn't within two weeks of the full moon cover the entirety of the lunar cycle? Uh, no. No, I guess it's just no. the the month, the half month, the half month before, the half month after, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, what you're when you what you start running into are like the overlap of the lunar cycle and the menstrual cycle and how many days on average they both tend to run. I'm saying that if you're talking about it's two weeks away from a full moon, right? Mm-hmm. It's always either two weeks before or two <laughs> weeks after the full moon, right? I guess. Yeah. So within two weeks of a full moon would be four weeks, right? This I know it seems. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure they didn't mean it like that. It's a confusing statistic. There's also, well, I mean, it doesn't mean anything, I don't think. It doesn't mean anything. I don't, I don't, I think Why it's am I trying to read into statistic. it? I think that's the problem, but somehow it's been used as like a, well, don't you remember that one study? Mm-hmm. That one study about moons and periods. You'll remember. That's very important it's probably for the two, all to I bet they mean the two weeks leading up to a full moon, I bet. But this, perhaps, I said two weeks within, but this, this is just the beginning 
of the connection that people try to draw between the moon and menstrual cycles and fertility and pregnancy in general. Well, tell me more. I'm going to tell you about it, but first come with me to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier then you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to. Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the Easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes smoothies they got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious and the meals you just eat and eat there's no prepping cooking or cleanup get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week you're going to get exactly what you want no surprises here uh and the meals i can say are delicious so what do you got to lose head on over to factormeals.com sawbones 50 and use code Sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code Sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash Sawbones50 to get 50% off. Uh, so you were going to tell me a uh, another more, more moon, more moon heat. So as I said, this idea that somehow the moon is connected to menstrual cycles and ovulation and fertility and all that kind of thing uh, is is more than just moons and periods in the 1950s there was a czech doctor eugen jonas who you want it, that check to look like something else <laughs> maybe i know a guy who would uh could sneak a zero or two in there 
He's a check doctor. <laughs> Fix that up. Make it look that's like your, a real nice big check. That's where you're going there? Check doctor. <laughs> yeah, so, real clean work. Anyway, Dr. Jonas, uh, the the story goes that he was motivated in this, in this search and what he would uncover. He was motivated by his religious beliefs in response to recent uh, Czech law that had been passed allowing for abortions and that he was a very religious person and he was uh, morally opposed. And so it, he kind of, as a way to channel his energy, he began looking for a way to medically ensure fertility and healthy births and to kind of help promote birth. Okay. Like that was his goal, not necessarily to change the law, but just on the other end of things. Well, I'm just going to make more people have babies. Okay. And so in his search for this, he stumbled across an ancient Assyrian astrological text that cited certain like mathematical formulas you could use and by calculating angles of the moon and working out like your nativity on the days that you were born uh, in order to figure out when you are most fertile and most likely to conceive. Okay. So uh, based on his readings, he, he discovered this kind of secret second cycle that uh, people who have menstrual cycles are are able to undergo, and it's all based on the moon, and it's it's totally separate. Okay. It's not it's not your period. It's a secret thing that the moon is doing to you, okay. to your uterus. But it's a and secret. your ovaries. But it's a secret. But he discovered it, so now the secret can be yours. <laughs> uh, it has to do with the angle between the sun and the moon at the exact time of your birth. And so if you can figure out the time of your birth and like the time of day and what that angle was, and you can figure out when that's going to occur at a given day when you are already determined you're most fertile, that is the time of day during which you should have intercourse in order to conceive. Oh, cool. Um, and you Why ha- isn't everybody talking about this the, great information? The day that you need to do this, so you calculate the time, the day you need to do it is two days prior to the day that the moon is in the same position as it was when you were born, because that's the day you're going to ovulate, regardless of where you are in your menstrual cycle. So you may be right in the middle of your period, but if it's two days before the moon is in the same position as it was on the day you were born, you are going to ovulate. And if you go to the exact time that the angle of the sun and the moon is the (laughs) way that it was when you were born, if you have sex at that moment, then you'll definitely definitely conceive this seems so powerful why am i just now hearing about it uh it's all over the internet if you look up the jonas method you will find endless like modern sites describing to you how to do this Mm -hmm. this is not this is not gone Mm -hmm. uh now i can see why his brothers don't talk about him more (laughs) the rest of the jonas brothers i mean i knew you'd go there uh I he, took the long way around to make you think that I wasn't. And then what's that behind the bush? And then it's we're coming asp. back. It's a comedy asp waiting to strike. <laughs> then we're coming back. So uh, he called this this science? Sydney, no, he dear. No, sweetie. No. Solomon's gotten your astrology? brain. No. No. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe astrology. He, I can agree. Whatever you. you want to say this is. He called it cosmobiology. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> oh. It's my favorite 
Red Hot Chili Peppers album. I, I like it too because I, in my head, when I hear Cosmo Biology, I think of a biology textbook brought to you by Cosmo. Sure. So it's like, it's like biology, but then like but lipstick also, tips or yeah. something. I don't know. Anyway, and he based it in. See how to make your. Uh, See how to make your uh, Golgi bodies really pop for your special man. <laughs> that was good. Golgi Thanks, bodies. Ed. You pulled that out of nowhere. Thanks. So, and he based an entire family planning method on this hypothesis, as I said, the Jonas method, which you can still read about, uh, which it, I think if you want in, like at a lot of places, if you try to get explained in depth, you have to pay and they'll do the math for you. Start to get a little sketchy. Yeah, point, they'll, huh? they'll calculate all this the stuff. The fact that there's you. not just a, a website where I can just type it in seems. Uh, there are those, but oh, if sure. you really want like the full deal with like the big chart with like the moon phases and different days and telling you what time and day you should have sex and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, I think I think there are places you can pay to get that done. He also, and this wasn't enough though. Like all this sounds like a well-meaning guy who's trying to help. People who, I mean, I'm assuming people who are coming to him and saying, I would like to conceive, I would yeah. like to have help having a child, uh, to tr misguided for sure, but way to try to help them figure that out. He took it a step further. Mm. He believed that you could use these methods to control the gender of your child okay. as well. So if you could figure out the position that of, your parents did it. No. Okay. <laughs> Please don't ever figure that out. The position of the moon at the time of conception will consider your gender. And this is pretty straightforward. So, you know, there's like your astrological sign. That's like your sun sign. Like you're a Scorpio. Sure. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like there's a, you have a moon sign too. That's oh, where great. the moon is. Great. They're the same signs. It's just different. I can't believe I'm just not finding out about this. Yeah. So you have a moon sign. So the position of the moon on the day that you conceive is based on what astrological sign that corresponds with will decide what gender your child is so if the moon is in aries gemini leo libra sagittarius aquarius you get a boy taurus cancer virgo scorpio capricorn pisces you get a girl okay pretty straightforward yeah so once you've done all that math you can pay for your charts you get all that you very technically scientifically start doing it and then you get a baby that's science, folks. That's, let me tell you about the birds and the <laughs> And the moon and the sun. And the Jonas method. So there's the Jonas method. I don't believe there's any evidence that any of that works. Whoa, uh, slow down. <laughs> it all sounded very plausible. Um, so with with all this in mind, all these different theories, so people think that the moon can affect... Um, psychiatric behavior it can affect er rates. fertility it'll affect er visits it'll affect Psychos. birth rates in general your brain meat your psychiatry. yeah yeah exactly and um with with your periods and with all this the question is is it true so people as i as i already alluded to people who work in medicine think it is a 2011 study from the world journal journal of surgery found that 40 percent of medical staff believe that on nights of a full moon, there is an increased incidence of one or several of these different things. Right. Uh, somehow you, the moon is did affected. Did you ever notice it? Like, did you ever feel this as a medical have, professional? I have never myself noticed it. Who's going outside to look at the moon? That's, that's question one for me. Well, and I think that's part of it for me. I don't know if maybe if you would talk to ER staff, it would be a different view. I only worked overnight as a resident 
And in residency, you don't really go outside. Right. Ever. For, <laughs> Ever. For until, a few years. until you stumble out of the hospital after 30 hours into the blinding sun and have no idea where or when or what's happened. Yeah. I certainly didn't know what phase the moon was in at any no, specific ma'am. time. No, ma'am. So I don't think there's any way for me to do that. But if you live, you know, if, if your career, if your life is shift work where you work at night, you get used to it, you may be more likely to notice these things. Sure. Uh, there was a study from Iran in 2004 that, that tried to check this out, see is this true. So we know that medical staff believe it, but is it true? They analyzed three emergency departments over the course of 13 months, and they found absolutely no variation in ER visits based on the lunar cycle. Huh. So it didn't matter where the moon was, what phase the moon was in, you averaged about the same number. So why, but like why, I, it seems like such an easy thing to... To prove why it, is it still kicking around? It's very easy to prove. There was another study in '92 from Canada that showed no relation between full moons and calls to trauma or poison centers, and yet another 1992 study that showed no relationship between full moons and suicide. Mm. So all of these kinds of myths have been studied. I always wonder who funded these. Yeah, it seems like one of those. It's so sort of like, no, probably not. Yeah. That uh, it seems somebody weird. funded them. Yeah, somebody wrote the check. Fu- I guess just chart reviews, but still, who who funded? Probably them? universities, right? Universities. Got to yeah. do something. Um. So anyway, this, despite all this, why why do we believe it? Well, first of all, for a very basic reason that humans don't like things that are unpredictable. Ah. We don't like when things are out of our control. Well, throw rocks at the moon. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Charlie, you want to punch it. You want to punch it. You want to punch the moon, because you the moon comes out in the day sometimes. What's he doing up there? Yeah, and you can't control the moon. Nope. And, but but then now all of a sudden we have this concept that maybe the moon controls us, and we don't like that. We don't like that. So we try to find patterns that we can apply to the world to make sense of it. Yeah. Even though you can't control the way the moon might influence your behavior, you can prepare for the fact that the moon definitely does and stay home on nights I of guess. Chain yourself up. Like Something. in Buffy. <laughs> Like what? Like check your check your work shifts ahead of time and make sure you're not working on a night of a full moon. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We like the idea that we can predict and plan out the world, and therefore we make sense of it and we have more control. It's also just confirmation bias. So, let's say that you are working in an ER and you have a particularly busy night where a lot of unusual kinds of things happen. As you're leaving, you see it's a full moon, and you think, "Well, there you go." And you always remember that night. You'll forget all the nights where you had a really busy, unusual night, and it wasn't a full moon. Mm-hmm. You'll forget. You'll forget all the nights that it was a full moon, and it was a pretty mundane yeah. shift. Um, you just remember the evidence that supports your assumption, and you forget everything that refutes it, which is not just true of medical staff and ERs. Of course, it's true of all of us as humans all the mm-hmm. time. We like to do that. Yeah. Um, some have argued exactly what you said, Justin, that Did maybe it. the origins of this are in a time before a lot of electric lighting, indoor lighting. So you, so the moon is out. Everybody can stay out and drink later. Mm-hmm. They just go full debauch. Well, and, the town out. in general, the idea that if you don't have any artificial sources of light, your night and day schedules are a lot a lot more clearly dictated by the moon and the sun. Your circadian rhythms. And so you would be maybe more prone to be more active, be out later, and yeah. maybe do stunts. Cool sort of dangerous stunts. Cool dangerous stunts because you've got more light by the full moon to do it. <laughs> to ramp your bike over. 
A pedal cab. That's exactly what people were doing in That's ancient times doing. prior to any sort of lighting. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so there, there is that theory that maybe that's maybe that's why we used to believe that maybe that did lead to insomnia. Well, it's bright outside, then. right? Yeah, I really it's mean brighter. I, and so it's talking about, I mean, it's just bright. Uh, and and certainly, if you wanna if you wanna continue to extrapolate that, we know that if you do have underlying psychiatric illness, a stretch of day, you know, a, a, a night where you don't get a good night's sleep, or you are you do have insomnia. You know that can exacerbate that. Yeah. Um. But now we have lamps, so none of that really makes so, sense. So yeah, we're all fine. Yeah. Um. One interesting little note: this, all of this stuff I've said may not apply to animals. Uh, in studying eleven thousand nine hundred and forty cases, so a significant number of cases at the Colorado State University Veterinary Medical Center, researchers found that the risk of emergency room visits for pets is 23% higher for cats and 28% higher for dogs on days surrounding full moons. Huh. I got nothing for that. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I got, uh, I got nothing. All, all I'm saying is everything else I've just said apparently only applies to humans. Check back with us at Sawbones 2 where we answer all these lingering questions. No, I will never be able to answer questions about any other animal than the human animal. I don't know anything about them. Sorry. Sorry. Um... Folks, that is going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Sorry I missed you last week. I was doing a thing, and I and I couldn't be here to and record. Charlie got sick. And Charlie got sick, and then... Um, just life just happened. It must have been a full moon. And um, That's not true. The last full moon was October 5th. You just keep that on hand, sort of, in your mind's eye? No, I looked it up. <laughs> Tomorrow's a new moon. Oh, looking forward to it. Happy can't, new moon tomorrow. Do the wait. day you hear this. Probably. Which one will? What color will it be this time? Who knows? No, wait. Um, <laughs> that uh, thanks to Max Fun Network for having us on. Um, if you're looking for a new Max Fun show that kind of has, I, I, I think Sobbins listeners would dig. Adam ruins everything. Is not just a f- very fun TV show. It is also a podcast on our network and. Um, same guy too <laughs> i enjoy it so i think you would yeah so uh check it out adam ruins everything on itunes or maximumfun.org and folks that's going to do it for us uh for this week oh thanks to the taxpayers for letting us use their song medicines as the intro and outtroduction no one says outtroduction <laughs> you ever notice that you. you just just intro is introduction. intro is introduction but outro is not outtroduction no. That's something to think about. Uh, a <laughs> uh, few people sent stuff to our uh, post office box. Uh, Megan sent some Jimmy Buffett books. Thank you. Sarah sent a beautiful junk journal that she made. I know it doesn't sound beautiful because I called it junk, but that was her name. She not called mine. it that, not us. Uh, it was a lovely object. Um, yeah, thank, thank you to everybody who, thank did, you all. who did that. Um, and uh, that's going to do it for us, folks, for this week. So until next week, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. All right. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Oh, good oh, man, stuff. Every time. Uh, well, I hope that you're enjoying this podcast you're listening to as much as we are pretending to. But anyway, why not listen to another podcast too? It's called The Flop House. 
And on our podcast, uh, we have recently watched a movie, often a bad movie, and we review it on our podcast, but mainly talk about other stuff and, I don't know, hang out. It's all about hanging out, feeling like you're being with your best friends. Who are your best friends? Us three. Dan McCoy, <laughs> Emmy Award-winning writer for The Daily Show, Stuart Wellington, owner of the best bar in Brooklyn, Hinterlands, and Elliot Kalin, former Emmy-winning head writer for The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, former head writer of Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Return, uh, so many things, author of the upcoming children's book, All Wish right, that's Dog. enough. The Elliot's credits just go on and on. Yeah, but if you like the idea of listening to three funny guys talk about bad movies, then why not come over and listen to The Flop House? It's uh, available at MaximumFun.org or wherever fine podcasts are found. So get out of here. <laughs>